Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matters more than ever. Place your money line prop or parlay bets with the king of sports books today sign up using code buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet bet mgm and GameSense remind you to play responsibly 21 plus and present in ohio subject to eligibility requirements rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days gambling problem call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with mgm northfield park Welcome to Prime Video's culture-rated collection. This is the place where black is the main character, where we don't jump through hoops just to hear our voice and can fall in love with illuminating documentaries like Giannis' The Marvelous Journey. I'm just a hard worker that's trying to survive. Enjoy the animated series, The Second Best Hospital in the Galaxy. All doctors report immediately. Where we dive into something new like the latest season of Them, The Scare, and the award-winning American fiction. Welcome home, baby. Or add to the experience by buying or renting the biopic of a legend, Bob Marley, One Love. I want my music to unify people. And add on channels like Paramount Plus and Stars to bask in nostalgia with Beverly Hills Cop. This is the cleanest police car I've ever been in in my life. And BMF. You're about to take over the whole nation. Explore Prime Video's culture-rated collection and enjoy old-school greats and new-school hits. Prime Video. Find your happy place. Restrictions apply. See Amazon.com slash Amazon Prime for details. Sowing the seeds of cannabis and sounding the praise of our favorite plant, it's time to Hemp Resent. Our radio resident Hempo Sapien, Vivian McPeak, will present a weekly platform for guests and listeners to Hemp Resent about hemp and cannabis from the legal, activist, and reformist route. Let's round up and roll it up for our headmaster of hemp, Vivian McPeak. Welcome to Hemp Present, the weekly radio show where you can get your PhD in THC because you don't just want to burn it, you want to learn it. Seeking to defeat prohibition one interview at a time and advocating for the plant, the whole plant, and nothing but the plant. Join me for a weekly reefer radio rebellion against prohibition as I speak with some of the principal risk takers, movers and shakers, and history makers of the cannabis industry, culture, and reform movement. I am your host, Vivian McPeak. I am the executive director of the world's largest annual cannabis policy reform event, the Seattle Hemp Fest in its 26th year, founded hempfest.org. I'm also the author of the book Protestable, a 20-year retrospective of Seattle Hemp Fest from AHA Publishing, also found at hempfest.org. Transmitting from a hempcrete fortified bunker under a ramshackle reefer, Radio Warren, at an undisclosed location deep within the rumbling bowels of underground Seattle. My goal is to spread the green flame of 420 truth in 30-minute increments. Today's guest on Hempresent is New Jersey weed man, Ed Fortune will be with me in just a couple minutes. The cannabis culture and reform movement in large part exists as byproducts of the government-instituted policy of pot prohibition. The culturally diverse, multi-ethnic, global cannabis culture exists as a direct response to the prohibition of all things cannabis. 
And the beauty and the power of the plant is that the more that governments come down on ganja with an iron fist, the more they slam down the hammer of Thor on the plant and its people, the more this beautiful, spiritual, artistic, hip, alternative culture with a sense of humor springs back larger, stronger, more refocused, and as reinvigorated as ever. I've communed with fellow tokers on various continents, and I've witnessed that cannabis enthusiasts have a stamina and a resilience about them that's a fairly universal trait. We all share not only whatever therapeutic effects that imbibing ganja might provide, which might be debatable, but what I would argue is not debatable is that us cannabis enthusiasts also share a characteristic spirit of community as manifested in shared beliefs and aspirations. Us cannabis users have a specific brand of camaraderie that's shared by people who have not a single doubt in their minds whether they're on the right moral or ethical side of their issue. There's a righteous conviction that we all share because we know that the herb could not possibly be as much of a threat to anyone as these insane, immoral, and unjust policies of persecution and incarceration known as pot prohibition could be. We all know that the act of feeling better, the act of feeling relaxed, should never be a crime, and to suggest so is wholesale lunacy. It should be a crime in and of itself. There have been stunning advances made in the quest to legalize the herb. The movement to legalize has been one of the most effective nonviolent forces for social change in the form of citizen-driven and citizen-informed policy seen in recent years. There have been, as in all struggles for social justice, people willing to raise their own profile to give attention to the issue, often putting their own interests, freedom, and even safety in jeopardy in the process. During his several decades of advocating for the plant, Ed Fortune has graced the front pages of numerous publications. He's been no stranger to the courts and the jail system as well, known as New Jersey Weed Man. Ed Fortune has campaigned for elected office on various forms of government. In 2001, Fortune was diagnosed with cancer, which he uses cannabis medicinally, medicinally for. For the past year or more, Fortune has operated a restaurant in Trenton called New, New Jersey Weed Man's Joint and the adjacent Liberty Bell Temple which he describes as a cannabis church. The two operations have fueled controversy and legal problems. And I have Ed in the Virtual Hemp Present Studios to tell us what's been going on. Welcome, Ed, to Cannabis Radio. Uh, thank you. Thank you, Vivian, for inviting me. And, uh, you know, you're, you, you've been a hero of mine for a long time. Uh, I've gone to six uh, Seattle Hemp Fest myself, been speaker there, thanks to you a couple times. And I'm glad to be on your show, speaking to your audience. Thanks, Ed. It's, we're so glad to have you. Now, you were in federal court just today with a minor victory. What was going on? Yes, just today. Um, as you alluded to in my uh, opening, my Liberty Bell Temple and NJ Weedman's joint about a year and a half ago, I did have legal problems. And one of the problems is the city of police basically attacked me. Uh, and they and, and the, one of the major things is they they keep saying that I'm not a church, I'm not a temple, I'm just some dude that wants to smoke weed and after hours. And did I've they, did they really charge you because you sold chicken wings after 11 p.m.? Well, they they observed my building, my location, and they observed people coming out of the building with styrofoams, styrofoam containers full of chicken wings. And they said, this is an indication that I'm breaking the 11 o'clock curfew in Trenton, New Jersey. And... You know, people think that that's, that's ludicrous. How could you have a curfew? Well, it's part of the war on drugs, people. That's, that's what happens in some of these inner, inner city neighborhoods that are, uh, you know, in the, in the 80s, 
early 90s, they instituted laws that were supposed to curb drug use. And one of them was to close all businesses down in inner cities, uh, in residential zones at 11 o'clock with the hopes of everyone would just go home. Um, and my business is in an urban city, but I happen to be very, very close to uh, uh, City Hall. I'm directly across the street from City Hall, actually, and it's considered a BA zone, a business administration zone, which is only two of them in the entire city. But the city police, they're so used to closing every business down at 11 o'clock based on this on this, this city rule 146.22 that they attacked me for openly violating that law. But again, I wasn't really violating that law because I'm not in a residential zone. I'm in a business zone. And today in court, uh, once again, the, the city is attempting, had attempted to have my lawsuit against the city dismissed. And the federal judge, Judge Sheridan, saw it my way and said no, just basically denied their dismissal. I had a few uh, uh, deficiencies in some of my paperwork, and he allowed my lawyer, Edward Hayburn, to fix those deficiencies. So it was a victory for me today. The judge basically said, said no to your your salami attempt at getting my valid uh, argument. Uh, uh, so, Ed, so, Ed, you're facing multiple drug distribution charges stemming from an April raid. You're also dealing with a cyberbullying charge. And, and is, it, is it true that you've rejected an offer of seven years uh, in the drug case yes. and a concurrent one-year term for cyberbullying? Yes, I, I, I rejected both of them. In the, in the drug case, it's, all, it's almost laughable. Um, they sent a uh, confidential informant in a couple of times to obtain marijuana. And I, I run a, a cannabis temple. You know, people share. So what, this, what the city is trying to argue is I was distributing marijuana. I say that, I was, that, that we share, and specifically this, uh, this person uh, donated money to our cause and then turned around and we realized that he was a police officer under, he was under, he, he actually wasn't a police officer. He was a citizen rat, a confidential informant who was, uh, working for the police. And, you know, I, I am, I have pled guilty. I mean, not guilty to that charge. Uh, I'm legally arguing that that, that charge was, a was an entrapment case. Um, but either way, I've told everyone that if this case isn't dismissed during pre-trial arguments that come trial time, I will represent myself as I have in the past. I will speak directly to my jury and I will argue that the law is wrong. This case is being misapplied and please vote your conscience. Otherwise to nullify this case, utilizing jury nullification. And that has caused a lot of, uh, dissipation. Tell us us about New Jersey, New Jersey weed man's joint. What goes on at your, at your business? Well, Okay, on one side we have a restaurant, which is a valid restaurant. It's a you know a downtown eatery, directly across the street from City Hall, uh, two doors down from the federal courthouse. You know, there's several other uh, state buildings within walking distance. The Department of uh, Environmental Protection, the uh, uh, you know the, the DMV. But anyway, we have it's, it's basically a restaurant. But right next door, I also have what I call the Liberty Bell Temple. It's an entity, a religious organization that I had formed in 2008 when I was living in California. And it's a, it's a temple. Uh, obviously, 
you know, I, I, I call it a cannabis temple. Um, there is the sacrament marijuana used there, but basically it's a peace and love place. You can call it a hippie joint. You can call it a weed man's joint. But I, I really did file paperwork in the very beginning that I was a cannabis temple, that I was a subsidiary of my nonprofit. You practice religion organization there? That I formed. Yes, we do. We practice peace and love. Uh, there's a lot of spiritual people come in and out of there. I don't like to call it a particular faith location. Like, I don't want to call it a Rastafarian temple or a, a, a Jewish temple or, or a Christian church that uses marijuana. I don't want to call it that, I, you know, because I don't want to scare away other people. I want it to be all denominations of people who use the herb as a sacrament. Multi-faith. So, yes. So, so, but... The police have decided that this is just a place where people smoke weed, um, whether it's for medical use or not, whether it's for spiritual use or not. They don't care. They think of me as a nuisance, even though I have no problems there. It's like a peace and love location. And uh, they set upon me. Uh, ultimately, we, I had a had a, a raid on April 27th where they did find a little bit of marijuana. And every person that was in there, as the raid was going down, they threw their marijuana out of their pockets and they charged it all to me. So I got all these little tiny little eighth charges and, you know, all these little charges. But either way, um, I plan on fighting this all the way to, the, to, to a jury, which, which also leads me to, t- to, to mention my other indictment. My other indictment was the cyberbullying. After the April 27th. We've got about, about a minute. We've got about a okay, minute. After the the April 20, okay, after the April 27th. Uh, Raid. I also had a confrontation with a police officer. We're doing a during the course of that argument. I called him a couple of names. I called him a pedophile, and people recorded it and put it on the internet. And they called that that I was cyber bullying him. And yes, they are trying to get me at least a year in, in prison for that. I can get up to eighteen months in prison, even though you didn't put it. Somebody else did. I didn't. I didn't record it, and I didn't load it onto the internet. I was the one in the video calling the officer a pedophile with just caused, by the way. I am speaking to Ed Fortune, the New Jersey weed man. We are going to take a first pause for the cause because there's flaws in the laws here. Word from our sponsors and advertisers. Come right back with our best questions. We're just getting started with Ed Fortune. Time to roll out for the people that let us have present. Hang loose. We're coming right back. Everyone deserves the medicine they need. Aaron's premium CBD essentials and CBD nectar products are made from plant-based organic ingredients, grown and processed in the United States. Our unique formula of coconut oil and coconut water, infused with CBD oil, is ideal for all skin types and provides maximum relief. Aaron's Essentials was formulated by 9-11 first responder and stage 4 cancer survivor Aaron Sieber. As a cannabis connoisseur, Aaron began making and using his own lab-tested medicinal cannabis products to help relieve the side effects of his rigorous cancer treatments. Visit www.cannosaurbrands.com for more information on Aaron's Essentials and learn how you can pay it forward. That's C-A-N-N-A-I-S-S-E-U-R-Brands.com. Cash? Sorry. I don't carry around cash, and I don't want to use the ATM and pay surcharges. You don't need to carry cash. Haven't you heard about PayQuick? Okay, tell me about PayQuick. It's the safe and easy way to pay. 
It works just like your debit card to securely pay for your purchase and gives you rewards points every time you use it. Nice. Pay quick. The safe and easy way to pay. P-A-Y-Q-W-I-C-K dot com. The National Cannabis Industry Association presents the Seed to Sale Show, January 31st and February 1st at the Colorado Convention Center in Denver. Register now at www.seedtosaleshow.com or 888-409-4418. The NCIA Seed to Sale Show, the largest cannabis business event to be held in Denver, will host over 2,000 cannabis professionals and focus on innovations and technology in cultivation, infused products and extraction, and sales strategies. The show will recognize the best in the industry with the Cannovation and Canatech Awards. Register before January 6th for $100 savings at SeedToSaleShow.com. Use the code RADIO15 for an additional 15% off. Plan your experience now for the NCIA Seed to Sale Show, January 31st and February 1st. SeedToSaleShow.com or 888-409-4418. We don't limit how much you smoke. And we don't limit where you listen. Cannabis Radio is now on iTunes, Stitcher, and iHeartRadio. We're back to Hemp Presents, only on Cannabis Radio. Now, back to our headstrong emperor of hemp, Vivian McPeak. And we're back on Hemp Present on Cannabis Radio with New Jersey weed man, Ed Fortune. So, Ed, you've got a rich history of civil disobedience and a kind of a, an adversarial approach to local politics. It's worked well in terms of generating media attention. Has that been because it's so hard to be taken seriously if you're championing the, championing the cause of legalization in New Jersey? Uh, or is that just your style? What are some of the crazy places you've just lit up a joint and started chief and tough at? <laughs> well, I think that, that it was just my style in the beginning, but I've gone from zero to hero. In the beginning, people like really like look down at some of my tactics, but now, you know, I'm cheered on for my tactics. Um, and, and, you know, talking about, uh, where I've lit up at or things like that for media attention, uh, the state house itself where they make all the laws, this, you know, I've done it. I did it there back in like 2000 recently, about a year ago, I, uh, I lit up in, uh, city hall, but I've, I've always openly just advocated, you know, breaking the law, breaking this unjust law. Um, my motto has always been F the law, smoke it anyway. I've always when confronted in court. I've always argued that the law was wrong and not me. And that's worked out a few times where, um, I had an opportunity to argue that to, to juries and juries have seen it my way too. In fact, at this point in history, I find it hard to believe that 12 people anywhere in the country would convict someone who argued that the law is wrong because we can see that that's what public opinion is all across the country anyway. And why can't you get 12 people, I mean, at least one person on a jury? I think at all times you should be at least get six or seven. We should all, potheads with this metho- mythology should always be able to get a, a hung jury at least. And it's happened to me twice. And I believe that this argument for jury nullification is uh, gaining steam in areas where we're still fighting a war on drugs. In 2004, you lost a bid to legally change your name to New Jersey or to NJ Weedman. 
because prosecutors argued that the name change would promote illegal activity. You think that ruling could be challenged today with all the legalization that's been taking place? I actually think so. I thought about revisiting that, you know, because I was doing it as a gimmick for name recognition, you know, because I was constantly running for office and I wanted it to be in the paper. My name was njweedman.com, which would make any most people just go and click on it, especially if they're reading the article online. So it was a gimmick for a poor guy to get mainstream uh, public publication access, you know, kind of like Donald Trump did, you know. <laughs> anyway, I'm not going to get into it. Right for him, hasn't it? <laughs> yeah, you got to get the you got to get the media on your side, and that is actually one of the things that I have always done. If you Google me and you look at back at my history, the media has always covered me. I've always made that a point. Um, and me trying to change my name to NJWeedman.com, that was one of the tools and the tactics I was doing at the time to to, to get name recognition. And I have to tell you, the the main argument to that was that I was trying to brand myself. Um, an illegal activity, um, you know, uh, and, and the, and the prosecution, I remember they argued that if they allowed me to change my name to njweedman.com, uh, you might get heroin man and, uh, uh, meth man, uh, as well, which was kind of a ridiculous argument. But, you know, at this point, now that there are legalization, uh, schemes, we'll say, across the yeah, country. Yeah, it Why can't like I that, bring like myself? Their argument would lose a lot of legal steam now because it's not necessarily yeah, can't I brand legal myself? activity. Yeah. yeah, and I should be able to brand myself and market myself in this legal activity now. I mean, I would, if I there's a Marlboro so. man for cigarettes... I started in 1998. Uh, you ran for office, and you've just about run for office every year since then, and in this year, you were a candidate in New Jersey's 12th Congressional District election. You came in third, bringing in 6,094 votes, more than twice as many votes as the Libertarian or Green Party candidates. And I I didn't really campaign. I had no money. This is just one of the simple cause and name recognition. Uh, in this area, I am very well known. You know, a lot of people walk in the booth and they vote Democrat all down the line, or they walk in the booth and they vote Republican all down the line. But as a as an independent, you know, I'm the I'm the I'm the big man independent in this area, um, and I and I'm not aligned with anybody. I I call myself and it's a one party uh, thing. But I call my uh, I call myself uh, NJ Weed Man, and I run under the Legalized Marijuana Party, and you know people vote for me, you know. And, and imagine if I ever had any money to put a hundred thousand dollars worth of television ads on or a couple hundred thousand dollars for radio ads or even Facebook ads. Uh, I, I think I could do a, 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 get, a, get a pretty good, good run, but people do understand that I'm the, I'm the guy who's just kind of like showing resistance. And if there's a movement, I'm the, I'm, I'm one of the, uh, insurgents, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm always arguing about different aspects of government policy, not just about marijuana, uh, if you if you were in this area, you know sometimes I'll jump on a bandwagon on on, on something. Or when I was in prison, I I, I led a charge about uh, prison reform, and there were incidents where people died in prison, and I highlighted those those incidents that, that the press ran with it, and and and, and, and people you're, remember and you're, things. You're in New Jersey, man, with Chris Christie. I mean, fifty grams or less can get you uh, six months and a thousand dollar fine more than 50 grams is a crime bring you one and a half years or a $25,000 fine cultivating one ounce can get you uh, uh, 
five years in prison? I mean, you're in the hostile territory, right? Oh, definitely. And, and, and they use asset forfeiture here in New Jersey, like extremely well. Um, they take your, they take your things and it's, it's, it's incredible the way they do it. I mean, I don't know if you know about my weed mobile, like, you know, Batman had a Batmobile. Yeah. They, 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 yeah. Didn't they basically take your beautiful weed mobile and crunch it down to uh, scrap metal? Yep. They crushed it just a couple months ago, back in April. They took it. I haven't been convicted of anything and they took it and crushed it. It was, it was your and rolling billboard. It was beautiful weed themed urban artwork painted on the body on the side. Right. Mm-hmm. Yep, that's it. What and happened? What it was was an image of me blowing smoke into Uncle Sam's face. And that's, again, that image of me and my model of Estelol smoking anyway. And I had it on my van. I rode that van back and forth across the country a few times. It's becoming I, I, iconic and symbolic with me. And it was an irritant to the local authorities who decided to take it from me illegally and crush it. This is what the Fourth Amendment was supposed to stop the uh, you know, from government from happening. This is what the colonists were, were revolting about from the, the king's men. So, you know, this is another one of those examples when I tell people that, you know, the citizens of 2016 have a lot more to revolt about than the colonists in 1776. And this is one of those examples that, you know, I can show you where, <laughs> you know, things like the Fourth Amendment are being totally ignored. What would your message to some other cannabis warrior uh, be in the East Coast there in hostile territory? What's your well, advice? you got to stand some your ground. person want to do what you're doing? Well, I tell people to stand their right um, and take it to the jury. Let, let, it, let, it, let a juror judge the law. At any time you have the right to challenge something and bring it into a public trial, you make sure you do it and make sure you utilize the press. That's, that's what I tell people. I say utilize the press. That's that's actually always been my, my uh, backing, the fact that I can get the press to cover, cover me. So sometimes I look, they're not able to abuse me as much, or if they do abuse me, it's definitely um, reported on. And that is the purpose of the free press, press, the free press. It was not put in our Constitution so we can put out box scores. or you know, it, was, it was put there so that the press could freely report on the abuses of government to fellow citizens, to we the people. So I've always used the press to, to, to highlight abuses that I thought were occurring, especially in the war on drugs. And this is what I would tell someone to, to, to utilize that model. Make sure you, you, you tell the press, make sure you put it online now. Uh, we have to take our, uh, these arguments to, to, to censor the internet seriously. Uh, you know, and I live in the land of Christie. I mean, Chris Christie is moving to take all public notices out of newspapers now and just require them for government websites, which is amazing. Police can't police each other either. So <laughs> politicians now are going to be told what they have to tell to the public. Crazy. New Jersey Weed Man yeah. is my guest. We're going to take another pause, listen to a word from our sponsors, advertisers, come back for our final questions with Ed Fortune, New Jersey Weed Man. Time to roll out for the people that let us have present. Hang loose. We're coming right back. Do you want to get in on the booming cannabis industry? With new frontier data, we give industry insiders the power of big data analytics to help navigate this rapidly growing and changing landscape. New Frontier's tools help you make critical decisions based on the facts. 
Our industry analyst reports reveal the best opportunities. Our custom research engagements deliver answers to the most difficult questions. And our cutting-edge big data platform, Equio, puts real-time information and answers you need right at your fingertips. Go to www.equio.io and sign up for your free membership today. That's EQUIO.io to sign up now. The power of real-time big data is now in your hands. Run with New Frontier and let us help you conquer the wild. Mindful of sustainable practices and limiting their environmental footprint, Sansal hemp is always grown outdoors, as nature intended. By starting with uniform genetic profiles, Sansal ensures the plant will maintain its optimal performance and yield consistently throughout its life cycle. It is through innovative processes that Sansal is able to achieve pure whole hemp extracts and meet industry requirements and the level of quality desired by many of their customers. Healthy plants... Healthy people. SansalCBD.com. Improve your lifestyle naturally. Oh, let the marijuana llama tell you something now. Bought a game for your phone, gonna make you say, wow! The game's about the game of growing cannabis for cash. Grow the seeds, sell the bud, put the savings in the stash. Little by little, your empire grows large. Put the big celebrities inside your entourage. You can choose to play with Snoop or me or Cheech and Chong. Cypress Hill, Willie Nelson, Wiz Khalifa with a bong. The name of the game is Himping, that's the point. Download and play while you light yourself a joint. The business of cannabis should be no crime. Hemp Inc. is even hot-proofed by the man who run high times. Oh, yeah. Get it on Android and I and iOS today. Marijuana Llama out. Got to tend to me on crops, you know. Money don't make itself. Hemp Inc. Legal to listen to all over the world. We're just not sure about France. Cannabisradio.com We're back to Hemp Presents, only on Cannabis Radio. Now, back to our headstrong emperor of hemp, Vivian McPeak. And we are back on Hemp Present for the final segment with Ed Fortion, New Jersey Weed Man. Ed, here in the Pacific Northwest, things are really busting out. You know, we're seeing a lot of blueberry and Afghan crosses, a lot of indica-dominant strains. Blue Dream is popular, which is linked to blueberry and super silver haze. A hybrid, I think. What are some of the strains that folks around you are smoking these days in New Jersey? Well, I have to tell you, it's still the mainstay in New Jersey is that is the mainstay. But if you have connections, because we're in a very, very prohibitionist state. If you have connections, uh, there's some New York, New York City diesel that does actually come down from New York. And then there's a lot of packages that, you know, if you're hooked up right, they come from the West Coast. And I tell people all the time, the West Coast should help us out, you know. <laughs> um, what, so you what, guys are smoking that commercial, recent, that Mexican commercial, huh, that we grew up in California I particularly, I particularly don't, but it, it, you can always find that. It's always here. It's here. Um, getting, getting quality uh, West Coast um, bud, the OGs, and, and I, and that's my myself. I, I'm a, I'm a Kush smoker, and I love the indoor varieties. Um, you have a you have a lot of California outdoor who do, does make it to New Jersey, and now we're starting to get uh, outdoor from Maine and 
some indoor from Massachusetts. Massachusetts just opened up, and people for the last year or two have just been going buck wild in Massachusetts anyway. So this is what we're well, this is what we're getting in New Jersey. But again, New Jersey is a, a very prohibitionist state, and I've been to different parts of the country. So and and as a result, our quality of what we obtain is very low unless you're connected. Well, we're going to have to change that. NJWeedMan.com is the website. Ed Fortune is the man. Good luck to you, my brother. I'm sure we'll be seeing you in Seattle next year. Oh, yeah. Oh, of course, man. You know, I, I love going to Seattle. I love going to Seattle Hemp Fest. It's the, the greatest of all the events, all the illegalization events. And even though you've now legalized it in Washington, the mission is not over because there are other parts of the country like New Jersey, like other parts, they're still illegal. And you people now are on the, on the other side of the battle lines. And I think the people out West should be helping the, the people on the East coast who are still behind the government, the government front. And, um, you will oh, yeah. see me in Seattle to, to, to bring that message and bring that request to the West coasters. Right on. Yep. We still got a lot of battles locally to go to. Thank you so much, uh, Ed. I'll be seeing you soon, bro. Happy trails. All right, peace now. I want to get to a weekly feature, Hemzone on CannabisRadio.com. That's the quote of the week, and here it is, and I quote, There is no crueler tyranny than that which is perpetrated under the shield of law and in the name of justice. And that is the words of French lawyer, man of letters, and political philosopher Charles de Montesquieu. But you already knew that, which is why that concludes this installment of Him Present on Cannabis Radio. We now return you to irregular deprogramming. I want to thank my man in the control room, Brasco, and all the Cannabis Radio sponsors and advertisers. Join me next week for some more reefer repartee and cannabis confabulation with some special hippo sapien on a journey to justice. Because when it comes to prohibition, you've got the right not to remain silent. Activism requires a voice, so find yours and speak up for justice because resistance is fertile. Until then, my friends, stay strong, stand tall, toke it easy. Don't forget to email me at hempresentgmail.com. The Hempresent theme song, Take Back the Plants, performed by Sticker Bush, sung by a much younger version of myself. Turn up the music, maestro. I'm out. Marijuana! THC! Sweet sativa! Opinions expressed on this CannabisRadio.com program are those of the guests and hosts and do not necessarily reflect those of the staff and management of CannabisRadio.com. Any rebroadcast or redistribution without proper consent of CannabisRadio.com is prohibited. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matters more than ever. Place your money line. Prop or parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. Bet MGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus and present in Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1 800 Gambler in partnership with MGM Northfield Park.
This is the story of the one. As head of maintenance at a concert hall, he knows the show must always go on. That's why he works behind the scenes, ensuring every light is working, the HVAC is humming, and his facility shines. With Granger's supplies and solutions for every challenge he faces, plus 24-7 customer support, his venue never misses a beat. Call quickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done.